Awoga, this is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to a very special dwarf cast brought to you by Ganymede and Titan. We are joined today by a very exciting special guest. You probably best know her from the 2004 documentary The Truth About Britain's Favourite Toys or from her sadly unsuccessful performance on Celebrity Poker Club. But did you know that she also appeared in 19 episodes of popular sci-fi sitcom Red Dwarf? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hattie Hayridge. Yay! Hello. <laughs> so, how was Celebrity Poker Club? Oh, that was about one of the first times I'd ever played poker. <laughs> and also, it was one with Johnny Vegas on it, wasn't it? And he was, Johnny Vegas was doing his own kind of documentary, joke documentary. So there was the crew doing oh, the yeah. poker thing. Oh, I see, there's more to this story. <laughs> yeah, there's more than I thought. <laughs> okay, I've the... got that DVD on there. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Johnny Vegas um, DVD. Oh, yeah. So he was filming that as well. So he was playing up to that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a bit more difficult in a way than <laughs> so it would did, have been. But win. I did beat a few people. Toby Young, I remember beating, who had a poker column in the Sunday Times or something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it was like purely lucky. <laughs> I've actually just done another what, Channel Four pilot for um, Celebrity Poker. <laughs> Keep bringing it back. <laughs> I know, and that uh, so that will be about the fifth time I've ever played ever. <laughs> Twice of which have been on they're telly. Probably, they've probably gone through like the Wikipedia for the old poker show and say, oh, Hattie Hayward, she must be a professional. She's yeah. been on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a non-broadcastable one, so I can tell you what happened. I came second and beat people who were like slightly semi-professional just by giggling when I had a good hand. And they thought I was really clever and like a shark or something. And I was just going, oh, I've got a really good hand. <laughs> and then giggling. And um, I, I think I could have won, but I thought, oh, I better not win. I just put all my yeah, chips in at the end on like an ace. Because <laughs> I thought, I better not win because they might lynch me. So I don't uh, know if that's secret or not. Oh, well. <laughs> you had it here first. Yeah. Uh, so it's been over 25 years since you started. Oh, I, was a, I was a child. <laughs> uh, did you have any inkling back then that Red Dwarf would still be a thing a quarter of a century later? Oh, I suppose the answer is to say no, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I suppose I'll say no. I don't know. I mean, I knew it was up there with things like Blackadder and all that kind of thing. I knew it wasn't rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had the advantage but, of joining it a couple of years in that yeah they ironed out all the kind of teething problems and stuff yeah i hadn't really seen it before um because i was just in that parallel universe so only season one had gone out mm. see then we used to call it series now it's season <laughs> we've gone very americanized um so series one had only gone out i hadn't seen that so then when i was in parallel universe uh, norman lent me all the videos so then I watched series one and went, oh, I really love this. <laughs> this is so, good. I should yeah, be in this. yeah. <laughs> but luckily I was already in it, but I think just for that one episode. Uh, do you still get Holly-related heckles at gigs or yeah. just on the street? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, with stand-up, if people don't mention who I am before I go on, mm. like with Holly, it'd be a little way through and someone will go, Bloody hell, it's Holly! <laughs> Just realised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that so, get a bit annoying? No, no. It depends what they say after that. Really. Yeah. <laughs> if they go, oh, you was funny on that, you're shit now. <laughs> that, that could be a bit annoying. 
Um, I actually did a... I don't do many corporates, but I was booked to do a corporate for Mercedes truck drivers um, franchise. Yes, you do. Yeah. And um, they were like, you know, real geezers. And the, all the blokes went on. I was like second to last. All, all the blokes went on like being booed off and stuff <laughs> like this. And then the blokes said to me, just go on and uh, come off whenever you like. You know, sorry about and I went on and, and uh, but somebody really early on went, oh, it's Holly. And then they listened to my whole act and laughed and came up afterwards. And of course the blokes <laughs> and them a bit, <laughs> they were going, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> but uh, so it goes either way. Well, you've been... Like obviously really popular with the fans for years, you've come to virtually every single dimension jump. Is that so? Is it does that come as easy to you as it seems, or is it was it a bit nerve wracking at first to meet so many people that knew who you were? Oh no, because I knew they'd know who I was. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more nerve wracking if you go somewhere and people know who you are and you don't expect them to know who yeah, you are. If, you, if you'd never been on TV, it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just in the street, or you know. Yeah. Um, oh no, I like going to them. It's fun. It's really nice. Yeah, good. Early on, I used to think, you know, people. It sounds a bit weird now, but oh, keep all these people in a cupboard for days when you feel a bit depressed <laughs> and just open the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice. Well, um, where do you think that Red Dwarf ranks in terms of of what you've achieved in your career? Oh well, it's it's the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's the yeah, it's definitely the main thing. Um, is it the best thing? Oh, yeah, the best yeah. thing and the main thing. I mean, I got offered a few things after Red Dwarf which weren't as good, and I kept turning them down <laughs> because I thought, I can't be in something that's not as good. And then, of course, the offers stop after that. <laughs> well, that's the problem. There's not many things that No, are exactly, as good. exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Big Bang Theory to ring up. That's only... <laughs> that's just as good. <laughs> well. Um, uh, yeah, I... Um, yeah, no, I did, I did a few. I did um, Lex. I did an episode yeah. of Lex. With Craig, wasn't it? Yeah, well? but they did me first. <laughs> What's the word? Approached me first. Yeah. Booked me first. And then they went, oh, well, I wonder if we can get any more Red Dwarf people. <laughs> and then they got Craig. Um, well, as the bit, how do you think, obviously that came up because they recognised you from Red Dwarf, but yeah. do you think anything else that's happened in your career would have been different? If it wasn't for Red Dwarf? Um, I don't know. I did Jonathan Creek, and that was because they knew me from Red Dwarf. <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to have been in more sci-fi things, in a way. I'd like, um, I wouldn't have minded being typecast in that. Yeah. What I'd never wanted to be typecast as was, like, the, um, you know, the run-down mother with delinquent teenage kids on a run-down council estate mm. as an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, but there's so many parts like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the ones I really wouldn't want to do. But so. yeah, it's the more interesting ones, the more unusual ones that have your interest. Yeah, quirky things. Uh, not everyday things. There's so much kitchen sink type stuff. Mm. That, um, yeah, I'd rather not do probably prefer the uh, good old days of Hollywood glamour. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got into showbiz for glamour, not to be, <laughs> not to be an alcoholic single mother on a council estate. <laughs> well, Could have done that in real life, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to a slightly deeper meaningful question. Oh. Um, you were only one of a handful of women to have had a major role on screen on Red Dwarf. 
What do you make of the lack of female characters? Do you think it's an issue at all? Um, oh, that's another one where you're meant to say yes. The other argument is that it, it kind of is what it is. It's not Red Dwarf isn't particularly blokey as such. It's not like a men behaving badly kind of hmm. lads. I it think just it, happens I, to be I all go them. along with the it is what it is. Mm. I think it has a, a, a it's perceived as being a blokey show. But like you'll know from doing dimension jumps and things, it's pretty much fifty fifty. Yeah. Like men and women. Women yeah. might like it as well. It's not just all blokes in black t shirts. Yeah, well that was my next question. Yeah. Why do you think it appeals to so many women, despite the fact that there's no women on the screen? Oh, the I time? don't think women necessarily want to watch other women on the screen <laughs> particularly. It's meant to be this study done that that women can relate to or is it the other way around? Anyway, yeah, it was probably rubbish. <laughs> no, I think um, well, women usually fancy Chris, Danny, yeah, or Craig, yeah. or Robert. I suppose if they kind of got a weird <laughs> robot now, technical are you, type. It's okay. Saying it's weird to fancy the robber. robot Robert or actual Robert. Oh, actual Robert. Yeah, that's fancy even... actual Robert. Nah. No, don't they? Oh, no, I great. think they prefer the mask. <laughs> they go, oh no. No, but and because they like it and they see the humour in it and stuff. It's yeah, yeah. It transcends. That yeah, kind of area. You know, certain sort of women. Uh, you know, I think not. I'm not going to say geeky women because it probably was, but it's not now. But it's yeah. There'd be some women that it really wouldn't appeal to at all, hmm. and they wouldn't get it. Uh, yeah, I think geekiness has become less of a. A segregated thing yeah. over the years, since, certainly since Red Dwarf started. Yeah, it's much more it's mainstream. Like, yeah, like all the biggest movies and comic book movies now. Well, I think there's Everyone's more of a blurred line between what constitutes a geek nowadays. Yeah. Like yeah. people who just watch shows like Dexter or thing, like you know, massive runs of those shows, they're not tend to be seen as geeks, even though technically they would be. But the fact that they just watch massive runs of shows, they are you know obsessive about a show or whatever in whatever where they are. But that scene is more normal than it used to be, mm-hmm. and because there's more of it, and you know it's much more prevalent. I think it's it's seen to be, you know, it's more of a blurred line now as to what constitutes, you know, an obsessive and what constitutes a fan. You know, it's like mm. there's much more of a blurred line between. Okay, there's like a lot of like online, especially like kind of geek girls is like a badge of honor. Now mm. yeah. anyway, it's like it's been taken back mm. as being a good thing. There's a lot of you know, sort of girl geek blogs and websites and and things so it's not there's like you know i think nerd is still obviously not so good but geek <laughs> mm. has been taken back and it's like uh, yeah you know, i didn't even mean that in a way what do i mean i'm sort of i'm not slagging them off i'm, I'm more like no, no. <laughs> i'm more slightly disparaging of the women that don't like it if you know what yeah. i mean it's yeah. more that i'm They're not boring. saying <laughs> ones that watch the kardashians or something yeah. maybe don't watch red dwarf i don't know that's what it's, i'm saying um, Red Dwarf is more... But they, they do, don't they? It's, it's a conversation that we've all had previously. Is it's Red Dwarf blurs the line between sci-fi and comedy. Yeah. And there's a lot of people within our friends group who like it because they're comedy fans, not because they're sci-fi fans. Yep. Mm. And so I think it covers a lot more... It covers a lot more bases, yeah. really. Venn yeah. diagram-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for some women, that comedy... I mean, I wasn't wasn't even counting the sci-fi bit. I was saying yeah. that thinking the comedy 
they kind of wouldn't get that comedy or like that comedy. Yeah. So. Out of interest, how much Red Dwarf have you watched from after series five? <laughs> yeah, not a lot. Series yeah. six was very difficult for me to watch, so yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and then I've watched bits and pieces when it's come on Dave now. Yeah, which is. I've watched the whole of, of Back to Earth because they sent me the DVDs. Oh. Um, and ten, I liked actually. I thought oh, that was cool. back to, back to uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, back to good form. Yeah, certainly. yeah. So it's, I'm sure six was a very good series. That's the one that got all the nominations, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Never got to go to the do because I wasn't in that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, seven and eight, I haven't really watched much. Well, you're not missing much with those two. No. <laughs> stick, stick to what you've got. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And I could probably watch six now without going, ah, oh, you in that one. <laughs> um, have you ever been approached to do anything? Because you did um, beat the geek and a few bits and bobs of the DVDs, but were you ever going to be part of the movie when that was going to be a thing? Or? No, I was never oh. asked about being part of the movie. I think Norman's got a script in his attic, yeah. <laughs> which is relying on for his pension. <laughs> That's set up on eBay in a few weeks. Yeah, but no, I was never asked to do Never asked to do that. Yeah, because every time there's a couple, like Holly wasn't in um, Back to Earth or Series 10 in the end, but every time there's a conversation about it, it seems to always be about Norman. Whereas we, like often on GNT, we say, but there's there's Hattie can do it as well. Because Norman, you know, no disrespect to Norman, uh, he can sometimes have a bit of a throw his toys out the pram every (laughs) now and then and decide, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And we Mm. always think, but what about Hattie? Mm. Would you be interested if they approached you again? Um, I don't know. I think Norman would be more suited to it now. They could go back to, say, senile old kid. I don't mean in a bad way. I just When I came in in Series 3, originally the script still called me a senile, bald old git. <laughs> and I went, well... Do you reckon it could change? I said, I don't mind being insulted, but, you know, if it could <laughs> but be... But I've got hair. ...kind of accurate. <laughs> but they had to... They, it, was, it was more difficult for them, actually, writing it for a woman, because they, they liked all the banter and the insults and that mm. kind of thing, and they were, like, trying to be... They had to be wary the whole time, so they thought it was like... They didn't want me to call me an Essex girl or dumb blonde and all this sort of thing. Right. There was much more of a minefield for them for it being a woman... Which, it was being a bloke. Which unfortunately might be why the character was kind of yeah, sidelined a bit yeah. towards the end. It was less funny. Yeah, know. and it was funnier to do the insults to cry. Yeah. I totally understand that. Annoying though. <laughs> yeah. Actually, beat the geek thing. That's you know, because my hair has always pretty much been the same. Slightly lengthwise, it's been different, but it's kind of a bob. And and um, that was the only time I'd had my hair cut like. Spiky, spiky yeah, short hair, <laughs> and then they said, "Oh, you come back and do beat the geek." And I turned up. They went, "Oh no, you've had your hair cut." <laughs> went, yeah, once in like twenty odd years or something. And um, so then I had to wear this horrible wig, <laughs> yeah. which looks like a horrible wig. So I'm kind of, I don't mind that beat the geek wasn't the world bestseller because <laughs> that wig was horrible. <laughs> there's there's funny bits in that in beat the geek. I think you and Norman were in good form for that. Yeah, I enjoyed doing it. I was just wary about my wig the whole time. And it's really, it like it's me. really difficult to play as a game. Is the only problem is it's really slow. <laughs> <laughs> the game's never held up to the control system. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it takes right. about an hour to answer 
three questions. Oh, yeah. no, and is when it? it's timed as well, he's just like, well, this is just that <laughs> Oh, see, so yeah. it's the technology. It was good, it's good to have you back as Holly, though. It was Absolutely, great. yeah. Was it obviously a wig? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> well, mainly from the bit where it showed up on Norman's head, you could tell. Yeah, that oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. Well, yeah. um, I hope it didn't make people think that the rest of the time it was a wig. The rest of the time it wasn't a wig. Apart from when it was black in Angels and Demons. Yeah, that was good. So you, you played a few different alternative versions of Holly and the um, evil version was one of them. Uh, um, what was your favourite? Was it was your favourite that or when you were Melly and you got to be not a head for once you had a body? Yeah. Um... They said I'd had a red outfit, but it was kind of more brownie outfit. <laughs> <laughs> if I can nitpick, yeah. that wasn't really red. And also, <laughs> it had now. a very long zip, which meant when you sat down, it was like, you know, it, it buckled up. Mm. <laughs> so, so that wasn't the exciting outfit that I was promised, in a way. <laughs> and um, with Angels and Demons, that was the one directed by Juliet Blake. And that was the first one she was thrown in to do. And right, it was yeah. the most difficult. Everybody was, you know, split screen and business like that. So she didn't actually film me how they usually did it. She apparently, I don't know, it was all the same to me sitting there. But <laughs> <laughs> they filmed the screen or something. Right. Rather than having a separate filming of me. So they couldn't cut to a clean version. No, thank you. I'm glad you know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm guessing. So it was all it was like interference on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't. There was never. A, I think you. There was never a, a clean version. <laughs> me, only a dirty version. <laughs> I think you only had about two lines as well. As yeah, Hello, probably. <laughs> it was series five. That was. Kind yeah, of the gist. she's on her way out the door. Don't worry about it. But I think I may have had more, but they cut it because it didn't look good visually. Mm. Well. When we got to uh, around series five, and obviously you had fewer lines week on week as it yeah. but we did, you do notice from watching it back that you were doing a lot of work in the background. Oh yeah, like, well, I had you to do only something. Had, like you could only see your tiny little head, but there was always <laughs> like eye rolling or ducking around. Was that was that deliberately to kind of add to the character, or was it just to get noticed? Yeah, a bit, a bit of, of both. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. I've got nothing to say, I might as well... <laughs> but I always well did it that I was reacting to what they were saying anyway. Mm. And in rehearsals, I used to stand where the screen was so that I knew where they were. So, cool. so, so then when I was filmed look. a little bit further up the studio, I could. they would get used to looking at me in a way, and I would um, get used to looking at uh, them. But it's really good, because in, um, in Camille, there is, uh, there's... No, sorry. Oh, Justice. Justice. It's in Justice, and you're looking at uh, Lister on the right. You're looking left of screen to look to him, and then you're looking right of screen to look at someone else. And it's like you're interacting with them in situ, and it's really nice because it's something you don't really notice when you, until you sort of pick it apart and look at the production of it, you think, actually, that's quite complicated because it's you've got to <laughs> know where someone is in terms of an eye line and stuff. And it's like those little touches kind of make that a lot more 
better than just looking straight at the camera and mm. saying something because you're saying something to someone specific but you're actually looking at them as if there's the camera in the room and you can see them yeah and little things that's yeah. what i that's i mean that was what i did yeah yeah it's really nice it's i always I yeah it makes it oh that's a whole deeper level isn't it <laughs> that she can see out from that well that's how that, exactly, yeah as a kid, i was like i was thinking i was like can she actually see them as a camera <laughs> kind of in the room i always yeah. thought just behind a plate of glass <laughs> yeah. no i just had a script with little stick pictures on oh. <laughs> yeah. i thought well, i haven't got many lines to remember so i remember where they are instead <laughs> and i had lots of little stick pictures where they'd be standing <laughs> And my favourite is uh, in Time Slides when the bomb goes off and um, Holly ducks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, no, there's that's no actual need for Holly to duck. No. <laughs> oh, no, I just wanted to be part of it. Yeah, there's another touch in Series 5 when you're kind of, you're kind of watching an asteroid field and you're kind of ducking, uh, oh. you're kind of navigating oh. the ship <laughs> and you're ducking about and it's... It's only when, you, when we do ever we do these kind of podcasts where we kind of do commentaries, and we right. always notice whenever you're doing a thing in the background, it's like, well, that's what's what has to do. Oh, it worked then to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> it took us uh, watching the episodes hundreds years, of times. <laughs> 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 Once we picked but everything still, up. Yeah, now <laughs> we finished on the dial. Now you think, like, where, where were we? <laughs> Why weren't we watching that? Because yeah. the other was like when on um, the dimension jump one when I fainted mm. when Ace Rumor came yeah. up because I had no more lines and I went shall I just faint and he went well try it and I just <laughs> like, like you know it's <laughs> such a good end to the whole introduction of <laughs> him to the all the characters and you're the one that just it's, it's such <laughs> I a thought good I've got to do something else, <laughs> else it doesn't explain why I don't say anything for the rest of the, <laughs> for the, rest of the episode <laughs> and I go oh yeah we sucked her already <laughs> she's still there <laughs> So um, we've got a regular feature on G&T oh. called High and Low, uh, where we count down the top ten things from a particular category, and the next one we're doing is Holly Scenes. Oh. So as a special treat, I'm going to let you pick one of the top ten. So what is oh. your favourite Holly Scene? Oh, and we'll God. put it in the top ten. Oh, um... Oh, um... <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll do the banging my head on the screen... Yeah, <laughs> white, hole. white hole, white hole in general. I it's... thought of that one as well actually, because <laughs> Danny had the line, you know, she can't count to three without banging her head on the screen. And I said, I've never banged my head on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So I went, well, that doesn't matter. And I went, why don't I just bang my head on the screen? Then it makes sense. <laughs> That's probably what I get rid of me going. Oh God, can she just shut up? <laughs> well, it's funny when we did the commentaries. Um, the the bloke doing the sound went. He, he said. Uh, he goes, God, you talked a lot in the commentaries. He goes, because you didn't have many lines in the show, did you? And I went, yeah, but on the commentaries, I'm saying what I think. Yeah, he went, oh, right, yeah, yeah, not because I was, yeah, had my tongue tied to the top, tongue tied to the top of my head or something. That'd be yeah. great if Rob and Doug were set writing the commentaries to get extra things. Yeah. Go, oh, we still can't think of anything for Hattie to say. Yeah. So now we've got a few questions that have been submitted by our readers, uh, all through Ganymede.tv. Uh, the first one is from Taiwan Tony, who wants to know, who are your favourite stand-ups, past and present? Oh, um... Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not one of my favourite stand-ups, actually. Objectively, I'm not one of my favourite stand-ups. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, oh it's funny, because I, I go through phases of, uh, you know liking people and then then they dip down again um 
yeah it's, it's sort of like a wine you know what I mean like you go that person in that year or something like yeah. that uh early Daniel Kitson was great because he just mm. didn't give a shit what he said early um Ricky Gerv- early Ricky Gervais when he was just starting was I remember doing a gig with him <laughs> we did this gig it was um in a cinema where they thought oh this would be a good idea to have comedy before they show the film right so the film was the ring <laughs> in japanese <laughs> but we didn't know this because it was in pitch black obviously so i went down there did my well compare did his bit to no reaction i did my bit to no reaction then the lights went on for a bit of an interval and uh, Ricky noticed that everyone was Japanese. So he just went on and just laid into everything Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and six people who were British were killing themselves laughing. <laughs> and the other 194 <laughs> were Japanese but just didn't have no reaction whatsoever. And I thought, oh, you're going to be great because you really don't give a shit. And, and it was just really hilarious. Because it finished because they lost sponsorship that day because the sponsors were in. <laughs> yeah. The sponsors so were in too well. pulled out. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that one. Um, and I thought, yeah, you're going to be really good. Um, uh, Rich Hall is one of my favourites. He's really good. Uh, I saw early Russell Brand. He was really good. 2006, I saw him. Uh, then we quite, were doing quite a show together there. for comedians. You get in early when they're yeah, they it's funny because sometimes I'm on with them. That's why. You work. You work with um, Lee Evans, didn't you? Like yeah, I toured with like, Lee Evans in '93. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's very exhausting to watch. So <laughs> <laughs> he's just retired, hasn't he, from stand up? Yeah, taking a step back. I wonder if he'll come back. <laughs> um, well, I suppose it's so I, physically probably, draining for him. He might not. Yeah, no, he might not. When he's 60 he odds, doing the same shtick. <laughs> his suits used to rot because they were so full of sweat. The stitching used to go. <laughs> they would just they would rot. <laughs> um, oh, I might come back to that because I will yeah. think of some more as we go on. Oh, there's plenty. I wouldn't take it as an insult if you're not on the list. Uh, um, ben Kirkham wants to know, how would you feel if there was ever a brand new Holly and who would you like to play the role? Oh... Uh, well, I, I was watching it on Dave one time. It was series 10, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and I saw this really beautiful girl who I thought was the new Holly. And I thought, <laughs> God, no, I really like you. And that was Rebecca Blackstone. So if she got the part, I really wouldn't mind. That's good. That you saw it and thought, ah, yeah, no, Holly I didn't, London. Who's you know, this bitch? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't chuck anything at the screen. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, she looks great. She, so, she, yeah, she she wasn't quite playing Holly, but she was playing a very specific type of computer, and she did that just brilliantly. Mm, it's like the psycho one, psycho, yeah. Yeah, I thought, oh, if she was, I wouldn't mind at all. Um, other than that, who could it be? Oh, if it was one of the comics, any comic now on the circuit, I would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all terrible. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> no. Yeah. Even Jane Leaves was English mm. <laughs> in, in right, the American yeah. one, so that wasn't fair either. <laughs> and she didn't have a specific haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hair, wasn't I, it? I always thought her hair was too long for a computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? In that in series five, I would have had my hair cut, but I turned up. I'd grown my hair because it was eighteen months between each series, yeah. so my hair had grown. I quite liked it long, and I expected them to say, "Oh, would you mind?" 
Is it all right if you cut? Yeah. But like typical blokes, they didn't notice until we'd done about the third one. And then they went, your hair's a bit long, isn't it? And I went, oh, yeah. Now you notice. Never said. I would have had it cut because I think it's a bit long. But it's a bit late now. Yeah. <laughs> If it had been remastered one, would have just done it in the computer. Just exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought maybe they could do that, but that was before that before technology. CGI. <laughs> yeah. uh, another question from uh, this is from Stilianides, or however you pronounce his name. Stilianides. Uh, he says Chris and Craig apparently hated each other during the early series. Uh, did this ever make it awkward for the rest of the cast? Or I guess was it something that you were you aware of it really? I don't know if they hated each other. They've they're been fairly sort of... open about it. They're, they're, they're friends now, well, but at the start, they just clashed. Does he mean the very time. start, like one and two? Maybe, but apparently it was still going on kind of when you arrived. And, I just but they assumed... became friends by the time of about series five yeah. or six, I think. <laughs> by series ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed it was just normal boy banter. Thing. Mm, I think it was a bit of rivalry. For yeah, I think, I think there was rivalry... Although I didn't, no, didn't it wasn't certainly wasn't obvious on set at all. Uh, if I mean maybe it was rivalry about who was the main character, mm. <laughs> whether it was Rimmer or Lister. Well, so I think bit. originally when they were auditioned, they might have both been told they were the main character. Mm. Um, but I don't know. No, I wouldn't say I noticed any of that. That didn't boil over at all. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> no, it was real. It was just all banter and messing about. Yeah, with no fisticuffs. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> Although I used to give Craig a lift when we did it at Shepperton in my old 1969 Wolsey. And um, Craig used to overtake us in a classic car, so maybe that was the real rivalry playing out there. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah Craig, you can't drive and I'm going past in a Bentley. <laughs> uh, Renegade Rob asks... Uh, your character evolved over the series from being absurd and unhelpful to being authoritative and more competent. But which version is your favourite? Blimey, I didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of a symptom of the fact that she had less to do as yeah. it went on. But there wasn't less... room for the absurd jokes anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the lines became a bit more just straightforward. That's yeah. why I used to do a lot of mugging just to... Uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'd do an episode and I didn't feel there'd been a funny Holly line in it. Mm. So, yeah, oh, that's nice, he thinks. It became authoritative and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, we had two people both asking about the same thing, Clem and Andrew Ellard. Uh, both... Oh, Andrew Ellard? Yeah, that guy. What's he got to ask? He knows everything. <laughs> well, um, they both want to know about 15 Minutes of Misery, uh, which was a radio series you did with Sean Locke and Kevin Eldon. Um, what oh, was right. it like working on that? Uh, oh, it was good. That was Sean Locke early on as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, that was a good series. Oh, really? And it evolved into 15 Stories High, which is yeah. the series version. Yeah. I think I was... Oh, I think I was doing gigs in Australia or something when they recorded that. They didn't actually sack me on that. Yeah. <laughs> just I said I'd done the television. On the other version. side of the world. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, it was really, really good series. We yeah, Sean Locke's funny. It online a few Sean Locke's one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. It's just come back in there. Uh, Sean Locke, Lee Mack. <laughs> yeah, no, they're very funny. Uh, Clem asked uh, what was Sean Locke like to work with? Is he kind of 
as grumpy as he appears on TV or is it all his act? Actually, like, uh, he is like he is, but he's not <laughs> grumpy. He's not grumpy. Um, actually, I went to see him. He was doing a, um Edinburgh preview type thing a little, little while ago. No, it wasn't Edinburgh preview. It was just if um, if the panel shows dry up, trying out <laughs> new material. That's how he said it. Yeah. And... Um, uh, yeah, I said to him, oh, he said, oh, come round for dinner. And I said, yeah, we can have a moan about things. He went, oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen for your grumpy persona. I've known you 20 years. <laughs> and finally, um, Pete Part 3 uh, wants you to take the piss out of him for a few minutes. That was his request. So um, Pete Part 3? Yeah. What sort of part that? What sort of name's that? Pete Part 3? Is that his real name? Uh, Pete, it, what a stupid name. Yeah, well, the, Pete, the Pete part is definitely accurate. Oh, that's accurate. There part was, 3? There was is a, that his private part? <laughs> a small appendage to Pete. I think that's that covered. <laughs> yeah, well, it probably is. <laughs> So, on that note, uh, just remain to say, Hattie Havage, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to G&T Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. Goodbye.